0: Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, February the 21st in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, the first Sunday in Lent, and on the Tuesday of the week, we'll like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us in this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, and this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves in the book of Psalms, chapter 32, so let me read that passage, write a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 32. The one whose wrongdoing is forgiven, whose sin is covered over, is truly happy. The one the Lord doesn't consider guilty and whose spirit there is no dishonesty, that one is truly happy. When I kept quiet, my bones wore out. I was groaning all day long, every day, every night, because your hand was heavy upon me. My energy was sapped as if in a summer drought. So I admitted my sin to you. I didn't conceal my guilt. I'll confess my sins to the Lord, is what I said. Then you removed the guilt of my sin. That's why all the faithful should pray to you during troubled times, so that a great flood of water won't reach them. You are my secret hideout. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of rescue. I will instruct you and teach about you in the direction you should go. I'll advise you and keep my eye on you. Don't be like some senseless horse or mule whose movement must be controlled with a bit and a bridle. Don't be anything like that. The pain of the wicked is severe. But faithful love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. You who are righteous, rejoice in the Lord and be glad. who you whose hearts are right sing out in joy this is the word of god for us so i feel like psalm 32 is a great psalm for the beginning week of lent because it talks about the promise of confessing right um it's an interesting psalm it's probably one that was written for a corporate worship gathering so even though there's like these I and minds that are in there. There seems to be this sense where there's like a call and a response. There's also a teaching within the psalm. So we're not we're not just singing, but we're also ingesting the content there. And then there's this divine oracle at the end, uh, which what I think would have been a um, way like we have in modern worship services, like this uh, assurance of the pardon, right? So if somebody confesses their sins, they can be assured that their life is going to flourish and that their sins are going to be forgiven. I think this is an important feature because I don't know if we we believe this at times, right? I think we believe that when we're caught into a bind, that it's best for us to try to work it out, like to try to figure out a way to find our own path uh, to get out from underneath the weight of something, take matters into our own hands. So, what the season of Lent and really what the Christian religion teaches us is that there's actually a power in forgiveness and asking and confessing right so if we confess it's like the air is let out balloon i remember something that rob bell did in a sermon many many years ago it's still impressed upon my mind he took a balloon and he filled out about half of it with like air and then he began to just talk about how like whenever we have this thing in our life like a big weight that we have maybe something that was something that we've done um, that we are trying to hide from or run away from we get distance between us even time or space distance like it'll just go away but then he kept like saying some excuses that we tend to do and those sort of things right like so he like blows up more air blows up more air blows up more air so the thing is like it's so full and you can sense like the tension on the surface area of that balloon just like the pressure inside then he took a pen and he popped the balloon and Sure, there's like a startle with like that popping sound, but like all all the pressure is relieved, right? In that moment of confession. And I've seen that in my own life. I've seen that when people have confided in me. They've got this thing they've been harboring and they're like being able to come clean. Like, you know, like it is hard to like tell the truth and for people to have a chance to look down on me because they know of something that's happened in my life. But there is a relief, there is a pardon process of seeking restitution, repair, and forgiveness and confession. And all that starts with confession. So in this first week of Lent, right, the season of loneliness, we make a wager. There's a better chance of freedom and of hope when we can confide in the pressure and the pain, the secret that's going on, and to, to continue to try to manage it and to figure out a way on and get distance between it because. Let's just be honest. It just will follow us. It'll continue to build. The pressure will build. It'll be suffocating until we do so. I remember my um, friend Brian and I, who he tunes in, so he'll get a kick out of this. But uh, Brian ran a summer camp for many years running, and uh, we had a group of boys that um, you know broke the rules one summer camp, and um, they tried to hide it. They tried, but like you know, sure enough, somebody you know came to the leaders with it, and so there was some confrontation and stuff, and. Like, as these boys were given a chance to share the things that they'd done, at first they denied it, they tried to cover it over, and then finally one of them turned on the rest, it seemed, and, like, all of a sudden the the confessing happened. And um, because of that, they had to kind of skip out on some of the fun stuff for the rest of camp as we kind of dealt with the thing that was going on. And you you wouldn't have guessed it, but, like, during that day when everyone else was out having fun and they were kind of stuck with us as we were trying to sort it out, waiting for their parents to come, sort it out with them. Like there was a lightness and the levity, they were, they were laughing, they were joking, they were acting the fool and the re, like, kind of like a gym area of the church, and they were playing and like there's like almost like this like childhood playfulness, and it was like this vivid image of what happens. when We do trust the process of confession and forgiveness, like there we think our life is going to be over, like it's going to be ruined, that like we're going to come to ruin and an end and expiration, and there's definitely it's like some painful parts of the process of working through all these things, but. On the back end of it, there's like this surprising levity in this uh, freedom that happens because of it. And I think you and I have experienced that. And so, what Lent will ask us to do is to consider working through some of the weight that we still have in our own life. Like, can we take the con- road of confession, of confiding in somebody, walking through the path of freedom and forgiveness, because there is a well lit path on the other side of it? So, with those things in mind, we'll spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that deep within your nature, you're the forgiving God, you're the merciful one, the God of love, who embraces us, Uh, even though, as the scripture says, we are enemies of you because of our behavior in our past. You embrace us, you make us a new creation, and you separate us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. We thank you that when we confess our sins, as your word promises, that there's freedom and uh, we can find a well-lit place. And so we thank you that we are in your care today, and so as we start the season of Lent, uh, starting tomorrow on Ash, Ash Wednesday. God, as we choose to deal with you, I pray that as you give us the, the courage to make the wager on confession and of confiding, that we might find that freedom and that hope and that levity that we all seek. And so God, be with your church. May uh, you find within your church universal a humble and lowly people um, who with glad hearts uh, continue to seek that process of transformation and change. And I pray that we would grow into Christ's likeness because of it.